0: Sharon.
1: Sharon. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today. I have such an amazing special guest. He's staring at me with his smiling eyes right now. The one, the only casting legend, Mark Teshner. I am so thrilled that you're here today. I can't even believe that you're honoring everybody who listens to this to hear your story. So thank you oh, so
0: much for coming. Hi, happy to be here. A- I, any chance to give advice or guidance or points of view to actors? It's a really tough road out there. And there's a lot of misinformation, and a that's lot why of I'm here. That, you know,
1: that's so. why we want to hear your story. Sure. I want to hear how you started. I want to hear about these nine Emmys that I am staring at right now. I want to hear about your passion, your purpose, and and how you obviously you love actors and you like to give back, so let's talk to talk to us.
0: Sure. Yeah. Tell no, me. you can't be a casting director and not love actors. Mm. It's sort of we need the actor. <laughs> so yes. it's like without the actor, we don't have a job. Yes. And so to not like actors, respect actors, or appreciate actors, you're not doing your job. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes actors feel that it's a, a us against them kind mm-hmm. of a situation. I mean, I get. It, that that might be the dynamic that they think exists, but the truth is we need the actor. Mm. Uh, when an actor walks into my office, the goal is for me to say yes, not to say no. Mm. If I had the part cast, I wouldn't go through the process of auditioning hundreds and hundreds of actors. It would right. make no sense. So I'm hoping that the actor that comes in is the answer to my, my problem. Mm. best feeling in the world is when somebody you know, comes in and they embody the vision of what I'm looking for in terms mm-hmm. of talent, essence, presence, mm-hmm. whatever is required for that specific mm-hmm. role. An even better feeling is when I feel like I have a few options, a few different directions to go. And the worst feeling for a casting director is you see hundreds, hundreds of people and you feel on a gut level that you haven't found it yet. And every casting director comes up against that. So mm-hmm. that is said to prove the point that you know we are rooting for the actor.
1: Yes, it's so important because I think actors just get so nervous and they want to please that they can't see the true essence of the casting director who really
0: wants to help. Sure. And I get that they're going to go in the room that maybe the casting director is preoccupied so they don't feel that they're really being looked at or Mm -hmm. seen. I mean, it would be naive to think that that doesn't happen Mm -hmm. at times, Mm -hmm. but... uh, the way to get seen is do such good work that the person in that room has no choice but to pay attention to you.
1: And what does it mean to you when you say it does such good work? That they're so connected, they connected, have every beat clear? I would say,
0: I'm not going to say every beat clear because I okay. don't know what that means. Okay. I mean, I know what it means, of course, but I'm right. I, I, you know, i not thinking of a scene in terms of beats. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of a scene in terms, that's a little too rigid for me. Okay. I'm thinking in terms of somebody that is present, authentic, authentic, mm-hmm. In the moment, that brings whatever is unique about them to the to the role, so that I feel like I'm hearing the material in a fresh way. Maybe in a way I haven't heard it before. We recently auditioned well, 550 actresses for one role. Wow! And you know, if you hear a scene 550 times, oh. you know pretty clearly. 20 seconds in, who really is connected and who is not. Correct. Uh, so. You know, I want people to come in and be connected so that I have somebody to play that role. And, and, and even after that, I have other actresses or actors and that I respond to that I can bring in or cast in other roles as well. So I tell actors, you're not going in to get cast. You're going in to do good work mm-hmm. because that's your legacy. Because mm-hmm. getting cast is really in some way out of an actor's hands. You mm-hmm. know, you're too ethnic. You're not ethnic enough. Mm-hmm. You have too much edge. You don't have enough edge. Your hair is too, too curly pretty, like mine. You're not pretty enough. <laughs> yes. You know, there's there are a myriad of reasons mm-hmm. to not get cast. No one has ever said, oh, they're too talented. Let's not cast. Right. Them. <laughs> but the one thing that the actor does have control of is their work.
1: Just telling so, the story.
0: good work is remembered. Mm-hmm. Uh, you may not get a call back. You may not hear from that casting director for years, but you have a very good shot of being remembered if you do good work and you get brought back into that office and you build a relationship with that office and it comes from doing good work. Mm -hmm. And then if it's your time, it's your time to get that specific role.
1: I agree 100%. What I've heard about you and you're really beloved by everybody in this town. Thank you. I'm not lying, it's really true. I mean, when you say your name, people always say, I love him. He's great, he's kind, he's giving and and I know you because I just I know you, and I know you from seeing you at yoga, which we'll talk about. Our little express, yeah, yeah. wherever I go, you guys, I just want to tell you, it's the weirdest thing with Mark. Wherever I go,
0: restaurants, <laughs> there he is. And I don't even eat out that much, but I see you. You know,
1: it's so crazy. So energies collide for certain for sure. reasons. You oh, know what I sure. mean? And we're totally connected in a friendship level, which is so great. Um, Now I sidetracked on what I was going to say. Oh, yes, So people just just talk about you being, you're so present. So even talking to you right now, you're so present. And I do know from actors that I coach and actors who have come in for you, they say that Mark connects. When you bring people in, you connect to them. And you don't even know. That is a huge compliment because a lot of casting directors don't do that. They don't even know the material. Right, Right, right. You do know the material. So I praise you for that, to help actors that I love, that I help, and then you help together. But do you do you just know the material because it just you've been doing it for so long it just sinks into your body? Or is it because you started off as an actor?
0: It's both. Okay. It's probably both. I would say the, the, the first uh, part of that, yes, because I was trained as an actor and started as an actor. And we're I was in New York, yes. uh, I, I, Connecticut College, mm. and then in New York, I studied theater. I was an actor for about three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Until I realized I liked the idea of being an actor more than actually being an actor. Really? But all of that training, you know, from high school on, made me, you know, it made me a better casting director because, first of all, the the, the basic requisite for being a casting director is to know what good acting is. So Mm -hmm. for me, and it's, by the way, being an actor is not the only entree into being a casting director, but for me, it was the perfect... uh, Way in because I understood what good acting was. I'd started seeing shows, my first Broadway show that I saw when I was seven years old. So, you know, these are things that shaped me. Mm-hmm. But the training as an actor is what enabled me to be able to connect in the room with actors because I am my reader. Yes. And so But I, I want to say kudos
1: in- to that because a lot of people don't do that. And that is so helpful for actors. Well, you well, have no you. idea. Well, because I'm an
0: actor, when they're reading with me... Mm-hmm. I wanted to feel like we're actually doing a scene together rather than an actor auditioning. So I'm very present, and it's interesting because I'm present in two ways. One, as the person in the scene with them, but I'm also watching them and absorbing them and processing them. And a lot of times what I'll do is I might change what I'm doing in a scene to get a response from an actor, to try to get them to respond in Mm -hmm. the moment to perhaps something I'm not seeing. Like Mm. if I'm not getting... Intensity. I might might bring more intensity to Mm -hmm. my Mm -hmm. side of the scene Mm -hmm. so that they can react to that and hopefully we can get that. So that's an example where all of that training really paid off. And as far as being able to be present, it's just, you know, I like to think I'm present as a human being and I bring that to my casting. So it's not like my head is in the script.
1: Incredible and so helpful for actors. Usually by the
0: second day... I'm off book. Which is <laughs> I love it. which is which could be intimidating because I've right. had actors say, "Oh, you're off book." But it's <laughs> like, "Yeah, I've been doing this a long time where if I'm reading a script, I can get off pretty quickly because that is a muscle right. that I've used. This is what I do for a living. Right. My muscle is that specific muscle is reading with actors, so I better be present. And
1: You're probably a great actor now, too. Uh, you know, I, do you ever want to dabble in it again? No,
0: no, I, have no, no interest. Never. I think I'm a greater <laughs> casting director than actors, so I'm really happy to be on this side of the desk. Right. I've never had that moment of, oh, I miss acting, or oh, mm-hmm. I'm right for this, or oh, mm-hmm. I wish, and and I'm fortunate when I turned off being an actor and I literally went from one day from being an actor to being a casting assistant, literally, overnight. And, wow! And thank God I never had that. No. Oh, because I, this is I miss your because that would be very complicated.
1: Of course, but this is your purpose and your passion. But how did you get into being a casting associate? What happened? So you just said overnight you were doing a show, and then all of a sudden someone asked you to come in the office. What happened? This
0: is basically what happened. Oh, my mother had a friend who had a friend who was oh. looking for a casting assistant. Wow! And so I went from being a struggling actor mm-hmm. to a struggling casting director. Wow. Because it's really hard. You know, yeah. I was all of uh, 25, 26. Yes, and, yes. Uh, no one really knows who you are. And you're, you you know, don't know who like, you are either uh, yeah, at 25 you years don't. old. Right. And so as a casting director, in your own way, you're pounding the pavement where you're looking for jobs and you get that first job. What and, was your first
1: job? Do you remember?
0: It was a regional theater... Um, possibly the Merrimack Repertory Theater in Lowell, Massachusetts. Oh, I, I say, love it. I say possibly. By yes. the way, Michael Chiklis was one of the founders of that. There was wow. a lot of regional theater wow. starting out. And, which is a great way to cut your teeth. And, yes. you know, I, I really, you know, it was hard. I struggled for those first few years mm-hmm. because, like anybody who's starting out, and then you You're start... You're starting to, a business. And you start to build, you know, clients, and mm-hmm. they your work becomes referrals. Uh, producers and directors use you again if they respond to you. That's mm-hmm. how casting directors make their living. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only do they use you again, they refer you to people. Mm-hmm. So, Because, you know, you can't go out and, in my opinion, it's hard to go out and just solicit a job. Mm-hmm. But... If you do the work and you start to build relationships, they find you. Mm -hmm. You still have to be aggressive with that. You can't become complacent. Right. But the the steady work for a casting director is based on people that you've worked with that want to work with you again or refer you.
1: So you started in regional. How did you get to General Hospital? How did Mm -hmm. that happen? That's... uh, We want to know. That's a really...
0: (laughs) It's actually... uh, So I have been one of those cast directors. If I'm asked to speak on a panel or to a large group of people, I've spoken to SAG before, whatever. Mm. I like to do it because mm-hmm. I like actors and I like to communicate and take kind of uh, the mystique of what it is we do and mm. show that, you know, we're in You're the same human. game that, that they are. Human. I spoke on a panel to actors, and one of the people on the panel at the time was. Mary Lynn Henry, who was the head of daytime casting, a position that doesn't exist anymore, right. but it did back in the day mm-hmm. at ABC because mm-hmm. uh, there were four soaps on the air at the time. Right, And we clicked and Ryan's Hope was, which was, which was a soap that's no longer here, but it was a very prestigious soap. It was, was, it was, a was in the process thing. of moving offices mm-hmm. and working on a lot of roles and they needed somebody to come in and help out casting, mm-hmm. kind of an additional casting director for a a short period of time. Mm -hmm. And because Mary Lynn had worked with me, she referred me to Ryan's Hope. So I worked for three months casting for Ryan's Hope in addition to the other stuff I was working on. That in turn led to a situation where right shortly after that, I heard that the soap opera Loving, which was also an ABC. Loving,
1: I remember that. They
0: were looking for... a temporary casting director for six months because the casting director at the time was on maternity leave oh. so I no joke because the office was on 52nd Street I <laughs> I ran up to 66th <laughs> Street I don't even know if I could afford a cab but I got to 66th Street I dropped my resume off yeah. just like an actor would right, with a note and it had Ryan's Hope on it uh, and I, I heard about the gig through an agent friend of mine who called me and said hey they're looking for a casting director amazing and loving. And so I ran up, got the interview, and then that started my daytime journey for real. It was a half-hour show, and they wanted me there three days a week. Not five. Oh. Three days a week. <laughs> so for three days a week, I would come in. And you got the work, job. And then for the other two days, yes. I'd be back in my office working on other projects okay. with my partner. And this is interesting. Um, six, and, six months turned into four and a half years. Wow. And then the there was a change made in producers in my last year there. Okay. And the producer they brought in for the final year that I was there was the producer I had worked with on Ryan's Hope. Talk uh, about things coming. Six degrees. Full circle. Yes. In this case, maybe three degrees. Yes. So he was there for a year, and he called me down the hall one day and said, close the door. And I was like, am I going to get yelled at? And, <laughs> uh, he had just become the producer of General Hospital and offered me the job right in the room. Wow. And about, you know, a month later, I moved out. I remember it vividly. I moved out on November 29th, 1989. What
1: is today's date? It's November
0: 29th. Well, it's the day moved out He didn't start work till December 4th. But wait, 4th. that is
1: crazy that December you just said 4th. that.
0: 1989 or 5th, I think it was December 4th. So, yeah, then so my 29 year anniversary is coming up, but I remember it because you know I came out here not really knowing the talent Mm pool. So, the month I had in New York, I Recorded, and by recorded I don't mean DVR, yeah. I mean VHS tapes. <laughs> yes. there, there was no DVR in 1989. <laughs> and I would fast forward through episodes of General Hospital wow. to really get a feel for the show yes. and see what was on. Yes. And then I started to watch a lot of television shows and I would take copious notes on actors that I saw so that when oh. I came out, I had a data of actors who I'd already seen. I would say that for the first three months, every day player was cast off an actor who I had seen on, you know, divorce court or That's whatever. Hilarious. And I would take notes and then I would circle in red the actor that I used. And the funny thing is I still do that to this day. So wow. I'll watch a show and if I respond to an actor at the end of the show, I will, you know, make note of who they are mm. and I keep the notebook. And then if I hire that actor, I put a circle around it. Oh. Uh, and so that. That process for me, you know, never changed. So I came and your out, life transformed. I, and my life transformed. So I came out and uh, and here I am. But it's funny about that process. So now what I do is I take a picture of the end credits, and I email <laughs> it to myself and I print it out. So I'm not, you know, and my notebook is made up with reams wow. and reams of printouts of actors that I've seen, and and I love seeing an actor who maybe I didn't know that mm. I could use or. Uh, an actor that I did know, maybe seeing mm-hmm. them in another way. Mm-hmm. Just recently, give you an example. Yes, please I do. was watching This Is Us. Yes. I watch a lot of television because I love it. Do you watch a lot
1: of network television or everything? Everything. Well,
0: you can't watch everything. You have to. I have a life. Yes, that's true. But I watch a lot of television. Are you a binge watcher? uh, Yeah, I'm in the middle of binging. (laughs) I'm a little behind Get Shorty. I'm binging. (laughs) Oh, you know what? I haven't seen that. Oh, my gosh. You you know, you can't watch everything. because There's not enough hours. But I watch television because I love it. Yes. But for me, it's also, of course, research. If I see an actor Mm -hmm. that I respond to. So just an example of what happens. Yes. I'll see an act like.
1: Just and this is us. You just random going
0: But and there was this actress who I really responded to and I, and then I was told about this uh, recurring nurse coming up on General Hospital and I pitched it to my producer I said mm. I just saw her and she's now doing a recurring nurse on the show because I thought she was terrific. That's on wonderful this is us. but that's the fun part of the job yeah. seeing somebody responding to them and then finding a way to get them, you know, over here. My what job is, is to be watching. Yes. Talent.
1: It is your job. Um, what is it that makes you respond? Is it just is it their their quality from their heartfelt connection to the material? Is it just you know, just an essence that just are something? you
0: talking about when I'm watching something? Yes, when it you're just watching. depends. Sometimes it's the magnitude of the role and the mm-hmm. emotional complexity that actor has. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking about this for example, this actress had three lines in the episode. Mm. That's how much I liked her. So, you know, within somebody can come on the show and have literally three lines. Yes. And I'm going to respond if I respond. Yes. And because I can see what's there, what what, what presence is there. I you know, And I, I mean, I could it. give you a list of every week I see a show where I see an actor that I respond to. And, you and put I'm them, not going you, to and go put the them crawl. in my notebook. Yeah, you put and them in your notebook. I, you know,
1: and, and are you open, are, is your office and you, are you open to meeting new actors? I or meet new nev-
0: actors through auditions but I'm you're open to so, seeing yes, new because actors because I'm casting so many roles. Right. I have to be open to new actors especially for example the the role that I saw 550 actresses for. That was, you know, early 20s to mid 20s. So you're seeing some people where they just got to town or there's nothing on their resume. Or I'm But you first bring them the, in. That is, there is amazing something that I feel is quote unquote, right for the role, the Mm -hmm. look, the essence, the presence, Mm -hmm. if the credits aren't there and if somebody's, you know, young and still finding their way, Mm -hmm. I'm going to see them. What if, because if I don't, what if I miss this amazing person just because I made a judgment based on the fact that this person just got to town and has no credits? I, I would have missed out on something major and, and it's not just General Hospital where we've given actors their first job. I mean that's one of the fun things about this, is we break a Is there lot anybody
1: of you can think of that, that happened that you that you gave that first job to that was new? Well, you know,
0: I, the list is endless by you know, but You're, I mean to say Amber Tamlin when she was thirteen. Oh. She was the best thirteen year old actors I'd ever met. Wow. Jonathan Jackson when he was eleven. Beautiful. But and, and there are grown ups of course yes. too where where it's their their first job. But that's it's great when they go on and do other things. Mm-hmm. But my responsibility is I need them to be great while they're on the show. But I'm not doing my job if I don't see somebody that might be a find because I would always feel like I missed the person if I if I didn't. So mm-hmm. I will see anybody that I feel is right. I mean, uh, Any, there's, I can't give you numbers because mm-hmm. it varies, but mm-hmm. I'll see hundreds and hundreds of actors and actresses for a role if I feel like there is possibility there and i'm not the only casting director you can we can turn on the television or we can go to the movies all mm-hmm. week and see actors that their first break was that film mm-hmm. or their first break was that television yeah so show.
1: basically even if you're not in casting you're still doing your job while you're watching films and seeing other shows and so the work of begets work
0: and and not only am i doing it every casting yes director every casting doing. director but yes that the old adage work begets work The proof is in the pudding. Talk about cliches, which we've just But it's true, and I tell everybody
1: when they say, oh, it's just a couple lines, it's a role.
0: I have cast so many actors who I've seen do a couple of lines on a television show. Beautiful. Uh, And, you you know, to pass on work where it's an opportunity to just grow as an actor, to be paid to be on a set, to grow as an artist, to build relationships. There are so many reasons to not turn down work. I 100% it's something agree. something that is morally offensive cool. to right. you or you just don't feel a connection with. But to judge a role based on the size of the role, I think that can be a mistake when it's an opportunity. And sometimes those small supporting roles turn into something more substantial. We've had situations where we've hired actors for supporting roles mm-hmm. for a day or two, and they ended up being on the show a great example, for example, in General mm-hmm. Hospital would be an actor Parry Shen mm-hmm. who's played the role of Brad for four and a half years. It was mm. a three day day player. <gasps> wow. And I could go on. There there were But so how did that happen? Stories. What
1: they just liked the work it so just, much so they decided
0: let's write him, let's write him. And, it, write it, him? and it just they just responded and mm-hmm. they used him. Kathleen Gotti's been on the show for I don't know, five or six six years, and she started as a four-day role mm. things. Daytime, because we shoot 250 episodes a year, we can really do that uh, in a way that no other medium can because we have so many episodes. There is the possibility of, you know, the writers and producers see something and they're like, huh, let's see if there's a way, you know, months from now to bring that person back. Mm. So we have a little more flexibility in terms of creating that kind but it's of an incredible
1: training. It's incredible training for an actor to be on a soap opera. Incredible for being present. Incredible for not stressing. You have to learn so much material at such a short time. Well, it yes, just but remember, the material, you.
0: the actors have the script, you know, five to seven days in advance. It's Do not they? like you get the script the day before. That's a, that's a fallacy. That's a, that's a fallacy that's been a fallacy since I've been casting the show for 29 so years. So it's
1: not true that people get 40 pages the
0: night before? No, that is not <gasps> true. Now, the truth is, may, the they, truth is out. The truth is out. There may be a series regular that is shooting 40 pages in one day yes but uh but uh that is not something that's given to them the day before next week i have an actor a recurring actor on the show and he is shooting 45 pages because he's shooting parts of three episodes next mm. wednesday he just came up and got his packet to take so, but he him. has the packet but he has it and it's not till next wednesday so we're really talking about a week before hmm, and he's shooting interesting pieces, he's shooting pieces of three episodes Out of sequence Mm. with very emotionally complex material. Wow. I always say if you can do daytime, you can do any time. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not just because of the sheer volume. I don't mean to turn it into a a page count. It's the emotional complexity of the material. And Because you want to go deeper. You don't want to just be surface. It's the ability to take material and find a way to bring it to life every day day after day. Can I ask
1: you a question? How has this show, General Hospital, changed in in the character, like the size, like the change of, of um, soap operas? It used to be more, quote, soapier. Do you feel like it's changed at all? Do you feel I like it's always been the same? I don't think our
0: show is soapy. I think there was that, again, that judgment on the medium, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I think Soap Dish parodied it pretty well. You know, that over-the-top but it was but never over the top. But it was never. It was never. So you feel like it's the same, yeah, right? So it's I, truth. I mean, truth I mean, truth it's in the it's work. It's about truth. I mean, if you can go back and watch a show from forty years ago and see really exquisite work, General Hospital has been on the air for fifty-five years. It's so unbelievable. So you can watch from that first year and see really heartbreaking, beautiful, emotional mm-hmm. work. It exists in daytime. Now, you know, there are thousands of actors that will be employed in daytime a year. So you might watch the show and respond to certain actors and not respond to others but the 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 level of complexity and honesty about so that's what you're looking for when
1: people come in is complexity for honesty series truthfulness I'm
0: looking for complexity honesty authenticity charisma presence sex mm-hmm. appeal all of those Secrets. things that go into mm-hmm. it it's that gut feeling mm-hmm. it's that you know you know it when you when you see it when it starts to unfold right before you when you're reading with an actor and you get a sense of it. Uh,
1: and if it's not a series regular, still the same thing. I'm
0: looking for talent. They still have to be right for the role, whatever that means for the role. And looking when people bring talent, their own
1: twist and maybe add a little comic element to it, do you, is, do you like being outside
0: I, the box? I do. If it's a scene that has a place for that. We mm-hmm. have a lot of comedic roles on the mm-hmm. show. It's funny. Sometimes I, there were some episodes I feel like I'm casting a sitcom because there's mm. some really genuinely yeah. funny roles. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, But I'm looking for an actor that makes it interesting, that might have something unique or maybe even changes what I was looking for by virtue of what we're doing. I always say to an actor, if a casting director says, are there any questions? Well, the first the, the first question to never say is yes when are callbacks i've had that and so really they say that right i I have had a situation where i said do you have any questions They said when are callbacks and it's i'm like it's a cut to myself cut yeah (laughs) about the work but uh i don't want to have an actor say what are you looking for i my response is why don't you show me what i'm looking for because first of all
1: that becomes needy. That gives up all their power right. in the first gives place. gives
0: up the power. I tell actors, you go into the room, you bring your talent, your choices, your presence, and you show that casting director what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't get that role, if you've left your mark, you will be remembered. Be, I agree. You it's know, all about personal power. You know, no one can take away your talent. And so that's the personal power aspect of it.
1: Yeah. I do tell actors, though, when when a casting director will say do you have any questions I always suggest that they say let me show you what I've worked on and then let's explore it after
0: that's the perfect answer. I would say it would be something like, let me show you what I've done, and if you want to see something different, you can let me know.
1: Yes, because... I love
0: that. It's empowering. It's,
1: it's empowering, and plus, what if they they said, yes, I do have a question, and what if your answer was opposite of what they worked on? They are That's effed. exactly what I... Whenever <laughs>
0: I speak or teach, that's exactly what I say. What if that answer is 180 degrees on what you worked on? You're screwed. And then, unless you're that facile to be yeah. able to j- just do your work, mm-hmm. and then... If the casting director gives you the adjustment great. Mm-hmm. you don't expect an adjustment because you're—you know—I can't adjust every actor that comes in. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you could spend an hour with each
0: actor, and it—and it's not you don't like have the time. That. I will adjust an actor if I feel a they're right for the role, whatever mm-hmm. that is for mm-hmm. me. B I think they're talented, and C I feel like I'm not seeing a color or a shade from them. I'm not going to adjust But an you feel actor, like they have, they have the ability there that has yes, the potential the for this role. Yes. I'm not going to give an adjustment if an actor is not right for the role because or I do pushing or detached or, know, or or if I just feel that there's nothing yeah, going on there. right? But Sometimes I know actors want that adjustment, but that doesn't mean I didn't love that. If I don't give an adjustment, it doesn't mean I didn't think you were terrific. It simply means I didn't give you an, an adjustment. adjustment. You want an adjustment every time there's a chiropractor. <laughs> you
1: know? That's funny. So if an actor was going to walk into your room for an audition, what do they expect? Do you talk to them for a second? No, do you get I, right to the work? No, I
0: try to create Great. a Great, tell us now a,
1: because people will be prepped well, for you know, and
0: By the way, every office is different with Correct. me. I want only to create, I want to create a warm, comfortable atmosphere where the actor feels they are not only permitted to do good work, mm-hmm. I want them to do good work. Mm. Now the flip side is I don't spend a lot of time chit chatting. When I'm reading forty, fifty actors a day, mm-hmm. there's not the time for You know, heavy conversation. So you basically say, "Hey, nice to meet you." Let's do it. Hey, it's really nice to meet you. Welcome to the show, or you know, welcome. Or or I might see something on the resume that I I might ask them Mm, about. Okay. But I'll, uh, you know, I'll simply, you know, I usually, I'll, I'll usually say, you know, you can feel free to sit, stand, use the room, whatever you feel is best for you, Mm. and let's do the scene, and you show me who this character is, Mm. and that's it. It Mm. gives them the permission to do their thing, and then it's usually. Thank you so much. Yeah, and that's and that's about it, unless I want to work with them. So they leave. So you never say
1: like, like that was great or. I'll say
0: also said sure. Okay. Sometimes I'll say that was great. I mean, if it if it's great, if it's great, sometimes I'll say that okay. was great. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, but sometimes actors feel not, like oh, they
1: said it was great, and I never heard anything, so that was a lie. I and go, sometimes no. it
0: probably could be. Oh. <laughs> you know, not necessarily for me, but I mean, it, it, you know, you're basically it's a job interview, right? You know, so but. If somebody's not great, I'm not going to say that was great. I'm yeah. just not going to. Just say thank uh, but you I'll so say, thank much. thank you very much or a really nice job But you're or totally
1: 1,000% respectful of actors. God,
0: yes. This is, you know, I have this theory that I've come up with. I call it the four-hour theory. What is my it? My theory is this is something I've come up with. Okay. My feeling is that for an actor to come here for the audition, they've given up a minimum of four hours of their life. And here's my thought process. Tell me. An hour each way, mm-hmm. uh, an hour, hour and a half minimum, working on the material, and maybe an hour just getting ready, yes. whether it's hair, makeup, the, you know, and, and putting on these painful heels if the role <laughs> requires. That's that's four hours right there before they get in the room. And in addition to the four-hour rule, many of them have already lost money. Here's why. They've spent money on coaching. Yes, they've left a shift at work. Mm-hmm. They've given up that lunch shift, whatever it is. So, you figure an actor that's come here is probably out of pocket mm. and has, or has gotten help, child help, right, their, right, for their, right, for their kid, uh, and given four hours of their life. If I can't be kind or nice to them, that sucks.
1: Oh, it's so that's wonderful theory. that you said that. But it is truthful. That's pretty true. It could be only, more hours and than that. sometimes
0: the scene is, you know, three and a half minutes, and sometimes the scene is two minutes. Yes. So if I've got, like, a two-minute scene with an actor, and they've given four hours, how could I not pay attention? That's so... That's my job is to yes. pay attention. But I feel for any actor because it's so... Difficult. I guess what it is is I, I would like to treat actors the way I wanted to have been treated.
1: Good as you should. Yes, and not that I was treated
0: badly. Right. but, You know, you want to feel like when you walk in the room. But after at least seeing so watching, many
1: hours of actors every day, it's a, it's you know, you got to core up and re- reignite yourself to be inspired by well, seeing all these j- actors.
0: Right, and that's my job. Yeah. Just like everybody has their job. You know, if I can't be present after eight hours of reading actors, then. What does it say about me? The, it's much more demanding being a surgeon who's been in surgery eight mm. hours where mm. not only do you have to pay attention, if you make one slight mm. error, somebody mm. dies mm-hmm. or is paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Or There are more stressful ways to spend eight hours than being a casting director. Now mm-hmm. that's not to say we don't have stress. Mm. Sometimes I'll be working on three or four roles at once with a very tight uh, time period between auditioning actors and the roles starting. And honestly, it is very stressful. I've had Mm -hmm. situations where I've cast a series regular the day before. Mm. There are stresses, but I also have the perspective of my stress is not the same as somebody that is in the middle of battle. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Mm -hmm. medic Mm -hmm. in the middle of a war. Mm -hmm. I'm not a trauma surgeon. Mm -hmm. I'm not an ER surgeon. I'm not an air gunner. There are jobs where...
1: There's, you know, there's anxiety, truth, really, there's Truthful. life and death. Yes, life so
0: while my stresses are real, I have the perspective of if I have a bad day because I couldn't find an actor, it's a lot different than uh, you know a doctor or, or a medical or a fireman yes. that had a bad day. Exactly. So, you know if I can't give a so focus on an yes. actor, what would that <laughs> what say about hell? me and my ability <laughs> to do the job? Oh, my goodness.
1: I agree 100%. So when that, when an actor comes in, so you do your first read. If they get a callback, what's the process? Do they get a callback for you? Do they get a callback? The callback would be for my producers. And do they come to your office? They come do they back go to my the office. Stage? They wait. No, they okay. wait.
0: The process is.
1: Tell, no one who's so, listening, let us give it to the. So I'll
0: I'll, tell them. I'll do my five hundred pre reads.
1: Okay. Yes.
0: Now there may be actresses and actors who I I like enough and know enough, mm-hmm. or I know their body of work, where I'll just bring them straight to producers okay. to the callback. Right. That happens a
1: mm-hmm. fair amount as right. well.
0: Right. Um, And then I'll bring to my producer for callbacks. Uh, It just depends on how many actors I feel are right for the role. Mm -hmm. Uh, I could bring back... Six. I could bring back ten. I could bring back twenty. I could mm. bring back twenty-five for a major oh, role, and we'll, okay. we won't do it all at once. Right. We'll split it up right. over days, right. and then from that, my producer will make the decision of who to screen test, which is when you come to the set, when we do that hair they, what, what, and what, what, makeup. But
1: let's just back up for one sec. So a conversation. The actors leave. Conversation occurs, and, and he, he tells me, and he, and he says, wants to "This test. is who."
0: And so it's usually from four to eight actors testing for that series regular role.
1: And then you go back to their agent or their manager and say, we're making a test deal. I'm just, I'm asking you this. I know I'm asking you this for everyone who's listening. You
0: can't test for a series regular without your deal in place. Okay. So just like primetime has a test deal before an actor test, it's the same in daytime. You have a test deal in place so that... Once you test, your deal is already in place. Same, so then, same format.
1: So they have a deal. They come in for the test. Is it in full makeup? What yeah. happens at the we, test the, for
0: General Hospital? A test for General Hospital would be you would be called in. Uh, you, we test at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So let's say hypothetically the test would start at 6 o'clock mm-hmm. on a day we get out at 6. Mm-hmm. You'd probably be called in about 3.30. Mm. You would do. You would have hair and makeup. Wardrobe will come see you. They've already spoken to you on the phone that week to give you an idea of what clothes to bring. And Wardrobe will take different pictures of the actors and the, show the producer so he can decide which look he wants for the test. Mm-hmm. They will be blocked with oh. our executive producer, Frank Valentini, directs the talent test as well because he's also a director. So they have met him during the process of auditioning. He will direct the test. So he will block them downstairs with the actor that they will be in the scene oh. with that theoretically they will be paired with on the show.
1: So the actor that's already in the role has to do the test like five or six times with every actor that Correct. gets tested.
0: And they'll be blocked, and then they're brought up, and then they then they uh, do a dress for re- each get actor. We'll do a dress rehearsal and we'll tape it just like we're taping a scene. Oh. And then that. Okay, well that's interesting for everyone to hear because nobody knows this. Well, well that some And then that know scene this. is sent out to. The head writers, the the ABC daytime executives, a lot of people weigh in on their decision. And, you know, it it takes a while because it takes a few days for everybody to look at it. And so the actors are sitting in their anxiety. And me, as the casting director, I have the anxiety (laughs) because it's like, well... I want to know who got the role also. And do you have in your mind picks
1: that you want that you're hoping they're going to choose? Do you collaborate with them at all?
0: It's, uh, you know, they make the decision. It's their decision. My collaboration is I get them to the table. I bring the actors to the Mm -hmm. table. Yes, there are certain times I feel like there's an actor that I would like to see get the role. And usually it happens like that, but not always. You know, so I would say, you know, maybe three quarters of the time, the one that I feel on a gut level. But it's like you know, taste is very subjective and maybe the writers are looking for something Mm -hmm. that I'm not aware of. Or maybe the writers see something or the executives or my executive producer who weighs in very heavily in this sees something. I always say it's like, we may all think, we, we, we agree, we all want Chinese food. But then you get to the restaurant and all of a sudden you wanted Cantonese, you wanted Sichuan. So all of a sudden the idea of what we're looking for is a little different with everybody. Right. And my job is to serve a variety of, of the best options, the, of yeah. entrees, yes. so that a choice can be made.
1: Yes, I love that. Can you tell me the, how did it feel to, we're sidetracking, to get, I'm staring in your office, I'm looking at nine Daytime Emmy Awards. How does that feel? What was it from the first one? Do you just expect to get one now no. every year? Oh, God, I mean, no, what does no. it feel like?
0: Uh, I'm yeah. just grateful to get a nomination. I know You can't ever think that anything is automatic. It feels good because when I'm struggling and I have no ideas for a role, <laughs> I can look at them and think, well, maybe, just maybe, I can... I can, I can still do this job. I can job. still do that. But no, it's an exciting feeling. I, I remember the first time I won because yeah. uh, you know, I had lost the first three years in a row of the year they had given the award. And I was the... Guy that helped get the award in the category. Oh, I was the guy that spearheaded the. How did that happen? Well, that's uh, you know that's a whole long story. <laughs> okay, I won't go into and bore the listeners. But 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 the listeners are going. Oh, tell us. The, back in back in the day, mm-hmm. they did not have a casting award for daytime. Mm. It was uh, they had casting awards in primetime. You had comedy series, drama series, and movie of the week mm. slash miniseries. Mm-hmm. They were giving three awards and not in casting. And the, the the branch, the television branch that handled daytime, didn't really understand what we did. I think people thought, well, the, the producer makes the decision. Yes, but the producer makes the decision on everything, our creative process. So it took uh, about four years to make it happen, and every year they would come back to me and call me and say, we tried, and, and it didn't happen. And then in the last year when we finally got it, I was able to get the executive producers of all the shows to write letters supporting it. Mm. Um, there's of, all article, there's a, yes, of all the daytime shows. Yes, of all the daytime shows. There's an article from TV Guide back in the day and the heading is Why We Need Another Emmy and it's all about why casting should get an Emmy in well, daytime. Uh, so casting like,
1: should get an Emmy in everything but, for but sure. You know,
0: but it already was.
1: Yes. So the daytime was finally, left out. It
0: finally happened. So, so I you
1: think, closed the deal and then you didn't win. And then
0: so you, Did you close, feel like it, <laughs> I feel like wow. I mean, I'm like I'm like, I mean, wow. Wonderful people won. It's not that but it was like wow. I, you know I I would love at least to feel like I, I've heard it and then and then I got. I won my first one, and yeah. then that was sort of, uh, you know, kind of getting the monkey off the back. But yes. you never become complacent. You never can take it for granted. Yes. It's, uh, but it's an incredible feeling, right? It so th- it feels like, like your purpose. I love what I do. Yes. So for me, it's like I love the cake. That's the icing on the cake. Yes. But, you know, awards are secondary to, you know, loving your job and having the passion. What it is is you feel like, okay, your peers, you know, respect you and that is that feeling alone is a great feeling and so there finally was the award I think they've given the award out for I'm gonna say maybe 18 years now that they've been given the Daytime Emmy wow. something like that wow. maybe 17 or 18 that's mm. my like mm. guess yeah for that yeah but you know it finally uh, and happened. I see that next you would your, be, did
1: you take your daughter to the Emmys yes last my
0: daughter has gone with me the last two times and um, is that
1: the best
0: Wait, has it been two times or three times? Mark has a daughter. Yes, I have a <laughs> 14-year-old daughter. I think it's been two or three times, mm. but it, it, that was really fun. And um, the first year I brought her and I won, my favorite picture from the night was, my favorite picture uh. from the night was, there was a photo of, of Amelia and I in magazines, soap magazines, mm. With the Emmy, and that was a great photo. But my favorite photo was somebody at the table we were at took photos of her reacting to me winning (gasps) and going up and speaking. So there's these photos of my daughter beaming and clapping, and those are priceless. I can tear up as a parent. Those are my favorite photos I've ever had, just to see her excitement. And, Love. Yes. and it was like that to me is like my favorite shot of her. That's magic. Ever kind of a thing. That's so yes. Yeah. And she's so, you know, she's been it was nice to share, you know, that yeah. with her.
1: So let me ask you before we close out sure. what is next for you? Is this your accomplishment? Do you have any other dreams that you want to do? Do you want to write a book? Do you want to yeah.
0: what do you want to do? I don't think I have a book in me. I get okay. asked that. I, I I I have great stories, but not I feel like so many of the casting experiences, they've already been talked about and things like but that. But not in your way. Not but... in my way. But but. So I don't think there's a book in me. As far as aspirations, you know, I've been one of those people where I kind of let the path take me where it is. I love what I do. Mm-hmm. And I'm open to anything. But, you know, I'm here. Mm-hmm. I'm not at all unhappy. I'm thrilled to be here. This mm-hmm. is... People say to me, what's your favorite job you've ever had? And I say, it's General Hospital. This is big. Yeah. You know, I mean, this is, you know, I've been doing this job.
1: You guys can't see Mark's face right now, but he is so... You know, i Smiley I've been doing and this job heartfelt right now. and he almost just half you my life. feel your I've been love. doing
0: this job almost half my life. Wow. And that's, you know, that's... You know, that's a little less than 8,000 episodes. And I love it. And it still stays fresh. Uh, you know, it's I incredible. am still challenged. here Because yeah. I always... I... I I feel like I'm only as good as the last role I've cast. Mm. So I never come in complacent. Mm-hmm. I always come in with, okay, what's on tap today? Mm-hmm. And the job challenges me, and I love it, and every day is a new challenge and keeps me fresh, and that's what keeps me going. So I would say at the moment, my my. my Next aspiration is to do a great job on the two roles that they put in my lap yesterday (laughs) that have to be cast before the Christmas break. I love it.
1: That is a beautiful thing. Um, What do you do to keep yourself mindset positive, healthy, focused? What is your outside? Do you exercise? Are you a health person? Sure. Um,
0: I I ask
1: this. Let me just sidetrack because my whole. Uh, belief is to keep actors and people in the industry at a higher frequency level and living their best life and to do it you have to be healthy and exercise so I think us. that is
0: beautifully said. I've, the the frequency. I feel like you have to vibrate at a certain frequency in order to be compelling and dynamic in life and a lot of that is you know what you do to your body. Yes, I absolutely watch what I eat. Mm-hmm. You know all of days where I'm not watching mm, what of I course. eat. But I do watch what I eat. Uh, I do yoga about three days a week. That keeps me going. I, I go to the gym, mm-hmm. not as much as I do yoga, and I'm chasing after a kid that's almost 14. So that a alone little bit of exercise there. keeps me <laughs> keeps me young. So, you know, I do it because, you know, I want to have a healthy and very long life. Then mm-hmm. uh, I do it because as a father, I need to be there for, you know, a kid that's growing up. So, yeah, I'm a big believer in vibration frequency and the biggest thing I think for me when I get up in the morning you know we all have these crappy days and I mean not just work but life stuff and people being ill and things like that I try to find something that I'm grateful for Mm -hmm. I feel like gratitude is what can keep people going whether it's an actor who's struggling and not finding their way Find something each day to be grateful for. And that gratitude is something that keeps you going. And that's so that's kind of the frequency that I try to operate at. I'm not successful at it every day, but it's certainly what I strive for. And that's what keeps me going.
1: And that when you say that, when you say being grateful, it just takes all the stress away, too. And And it actually brings you in the moment. It actually just makes you feel really centered. So last question. Sure. Adore you so much.
0: You're so sweet. Thank um, you.
1: What, give me three things of advice to young actors out there. Give me something of inspiration for them because. to do something.
0: Well, first of all, do it because you love acting and there's nothing else you can or want to do. Don't do it to get on a show or become famous. Do it because the craft of acting, the passion you feel for the craft, is so intense and strong that you're willing to... Pursue this crazy, demanding, frustrating, beautiful career. Mm. Um, Don't go into an audition looking for a job. Go into an audition to just do great work and treat everyone with kindness. Uh, You never know... That person that you're in the elevator with may be the person that one day <laughs> hires you. So, and don't be kind just because you think it'll get you somewhere. Be kind because you, your life will be a little happier, and you'll be a happier actor.
1: Mm-hmm. Being of service, mm-hmm. I tell all my actors to be of service in there in the audition. And when you're doing that, you can't help but give. And when you're giving, you can't help but feel happy and Agreed. whole. Agreed. Thank you so much, My Mark Teshner. Thanks guys. See ya see ya next time.